Do you want to stop the fight with yourself and finally feel sexy, radiant and wildly alive? Well, if you do, you're in the right place. Hey, my name is Star Monroe, psychotherapist turned your midlife dating bestie. And this is the Star Monroe Show. Each week I talk about all things reinvention, dating, relationships and sex in midlife. And today I'm going to unpack the secrets, the real secrets around you feeling sexy, radiant, alive in your 50s and beyond. I want to start this off by saying that I'm here to teach you a new way of living your life. The way my methodology works, the Star Monroe method, it is all about a lifestyle and it requires you to start looking at yourself and life through a different lens. I always remember when I did my psychotherapy training that my tutor said, if you had a group of people in a circle and you had a chair upturned on its side in the middle of all these people, it's the same chair upturned on its side, yet every single person around that chair would describe it in a different way. And that's the first thing I want to call your attention to is the way that you are looking at yourself at aging, midlife, menopause, relationships, dating is through your own lens and that's heavily influenced from your childhood, your lifestyle, how you've gone through your life and your experiences. And I want to let you know now that you can change that. You can shift and change your perception. And if I can help to guide you to open up, I always think about life as looking at possibilities rather than problems, then I'm one happy midlife woman over here. Let's talk about the things that women tend to do to reclaim their sexuality or their sexy, their radiance, their aliveness in midlife. What they tend to do, and I see this over and over again on social media, is they tend to change the external. They change their hair, they change their makeup, they may change their clothes. Um, and yes, this is going to give you an initial confidence boost. And I would say that all of those changes are valid. And there's, there are things that I always suggest, yet, <laughs> here comes the kicker, if you don't change the internal, if you don't change your set of belief systems, your set of beliefs inside you, if you don't challenge your inherent conditioning, then these external changes, that initial confidence boost will disperse back into the ethers and you're left there feeling like, oh, well, that didn't last long. And here's the narrative that probably goes on in your head there's something wrong with me. I knew I wasn't enough. I knew things wouldn't work for me. And I resonate with that because I spent most of my life at war 
with myself. I hated myself from the age of 10 all the way up to my mid 40s. I'm in my early 50s now. Um, and the, the core narrative, my core wounding, I'm going to talk about wounding a little bit more on this episode. And then next week's episode, we're going to really dive into core wounding. My core wounding was that, and it was a toxic belief, it was that I thought I wasn't enough, that there was something wrong with me, that whatever anyone else was doing to make themselves happy, sexy, radiant, alive didn't work for me or didn't get to work for me. And when I hit my 40s, I finally realized, fuck, this way of living my life is no good. And so that's when, and this is why I started with that story around with the chair and people looking at it, is that's when I decided that I had to start looking at life through a different lens. I did not yet know the answers and what I told myself, because there was nobody like me around to guide me. And you're going to find many guides on your path. I know you are. It's, I came up with this mantra that I said to myself, I don't know the answers, yet I will find the answers. The answers will find me. I will find another way to live my life where I can be. And you're going to hear me say this again more than once on this episode, where I can reside in my body, where I can come home to my body. So if I take you through my process of how I have transformed my life, well, not only my life, but my clients' lives, thousands and thousands of clients' lives, there's three parts. It doesn't tend to be linear. We've all been brainwashed to believe that if we do A, we're going to get to B, and then we're going to get to C, and so on and so on. And we all have also been brainwashed that life is very black and white, and I don't reside in the black and white. I reside in the gray area. Life is a paradox. Life can be absolutely ecstatic and really fucking challenging all at the same time. I can feel absolutely joyful and feel immense sadness. So the more you can really embrace life is a paradox, the easier you're going to move through life. The first stage, and, and there's a video and I will link it underneath in the show notes. It's, um, oh gosh, I'm trying to think what it's called. Be a lady they said, be a lady, they said, and Cynthia Nixon stars in it. And um, it is literally, you have been given a manual on how to be a woman. You have been taught, even before you came into this world, because the patriarchal nonsense seeps through our DNA from generation to generation, you have been taught that you've been taught how to talk, how to dress, how to sit, how to act in a relationship, how to attract a man, how to eat, how to move your body. And it is exhausting. It's exhausting. And your job is to disrupt and agitate this inherent conditioning because it's going to keep you playing small. It's going to keep you second guessing yourself. It's going to keep you at war with who you are. And that's really important. I remember reading a quote by Gail Dines and she said, if women woke up in the morning and looked in the mirror and liked what they saw, capitalism 
would disintegrate in an instant because that's how it is all pitted up against you in this world. You are fed, spoon fed since the day you came out of your mother vagina, uh, that you're not good enough as you are, that there's something wrong with you. There's something inherently wrong with you. And this does not stop. And I've seen a rise in this in the midlife arena as well around menopause, aging. I mean, you only have to see, look at anti-aging creams. I can't remember the exact figures, but we're talking billions of dollars in revenue, in profit revenue from anti-aging creams that they cannot set, they cannot stop something that's naturally happening. Yet women all over the world are sucked into this fact or this uh, belief that they can stop aging by using a cream. So you've been spoon fed that there's something wrong with you. And then what starts to happen is someone over there makes something, creates something to absolve you of all your problems. And it's like this endless cat and mouse chase. You're never, ever going to get it all the time. You are seeped into your conditioning. If you believe the you can call it the matrix if you continue to live within that box then you are always going to feel like you are not enough and inherently you were born enough you were born with your true essence your soul and the women that are attracted into my world they can feel they're here for more and I always say to my clients and it felt like this on my journey as well it felt like something bigger was pulling me sometimes it was a voice sometimes it was a feeling sometimes it was just like I don't know, like an energy, and it's still propelling me forward in my life, even when there's parts of me I don't want to do it, and I've had enough, and yet there's something, it makes me want to cry as I'm talking to you, there's something bigger in me, there's something bigger in you that that knows that you're enough, that knows that you're here for more, that you do not have to fight with who you are anymore. And yet you have to disrupt the status quo. And again, I will put the link in the show notes. Please uh, feel free to download my essays I wrote on what the patriarchy don't want you to know. Um, and I wrote huge, big essays, really in depth on the beauty industry, the fitness industry, the dieting industry, the fashion industry, and the media. And you need to fill your head. I always say you need to wash your brain with new information, because we have all been brainwashed, not just you, I was brainwashed. And I'm over here on the other side going, hey, there's another way of living your life. And this is why I say I really am leading you into a new way of living your life. As you disrupt and agitate your conditioning, what you're going to find is that you're going to start to disrupt the masks and the identities that you've taken on over your life. And these may have started in childhood, they may have come on at various points in your life, where you were taught that being you was not acceptable. And again, I want to remind you that the world as at a large does not accept emotional women. It does not accept women who speak their mind. It does not accept older women who are brazen enough to live a life on their terms. And so what 
people and the society will tend to do is will quash that. They will, they will, um, they will say to you, "Are you? What are you doing? Are you crazy? You're too emotional." And so this happens again and again and again. And there's a buildup, and it tends to happen at the crossroads of midlife. Is that all the things that you have not looked at? Because the t the passage of time is coming your way as well. It's just like, I, don't, I mean, let's not talk about, and let's remember to talk about, you know, your menopause where all your hormones are changing, your whole body is changing from the inside out, taking us into crone era. It's like this whole melting pot that is asking you to fucking show up for yourself, to say yes for yourself, to disrupt anything and everything that has kept you from being you. And I will, this all leads into you being your most sexiest, radiant, wildly alive version of you. And you cannot do that if you're walking through the world pretending to be someone you're not. And I don't know about you, but I've been in many relationships where I've pretended to be someone I'm not because that's how I thought I would get the guy and keep the guy. And yet I know from my experience in relationships, the real me came out, but she didn't come out in a good way. She came out in a real forceful way because she was hidden. And the thing is that you've got to remember that all parts of you that you have hidden away, they're just waiting to come out. And what they will do is they will cause havoc within you. Um, because they, they're like, hey, we're here. Why aren't you listening to us? So again, I will dive into more of this as I do talk more about core wounding and healing in future episodes. So there will be healing that you have to do as you reveal and you take off all these masks. And the healing will be around healing probably childhood wounding. And how do you know that you've got healing to do? Well, if you're at war with who you are, if you don't like your body, you've got healing to do. You've got to disrupt that conditioning as well. If you feel needy, insecure in relationships, if you project your shit out onto the world, if you're always blaming everybody else, if you think everyone else is the problem, if you keep attracting the same type, if you keep dieting on that dieting spiral, and I was there for many, many years, and you keep kind of wanting to transform your body rather than move into it, if you think your body is a problem, if you think aging is a problem, if you're scared of getting older, because it's inevitable, uh, what a waste of energy to be scared of getting older when it's happening anyway. If you believe that menopause is a problem, you've got work to do. I want to take a quick slide into menopause now, and I will again talk about it more in a future episode. The way that I look at menopause, it's a right of passage. It is not a problem. And this is what I was saying earlier about the world we live in, Western society. I love that menopause is getting talked about more and more, and it's being normalized. Because even when I talk to my mom and I ask her experience on the menopause, she's like, I don't know, we didn't talk about it. 
So I love the fact that the menopause is getting talked about. What I don't love is that menopause is talked about as a problem that needs to be fixed. And then this goes into a bigger uh, a bigger arena where we believe we're a problem and we need to be fixed. And you're not a problem. There is nothing wrong with you. You do not need to be fixed. Yes, you may have wounds that need to be healed and taken really good care of, yet you're not a problem. Your body is not a problem. Menopause is not a problem. The way that I look at menopause, it's literally like the jigsaw pieces of your body I've literally been shook up into the air and they're all over the place. And as that happens, you are left in a disarray for a while. You may question who you are. Why are you living the life you're living? Why do I get brain fog? Why am I getting so tired? Why does my body put on more weight right now? And the thing is, all these questions deserve your full gentle, compassionate attention without trying to fix them, yet to get curious about the answers. Your body is changing. My body is changing. Yet it is asking us at this time to step the fuck up and take really good care of ourselves, which means I keep cycling back into, you've got to disrupt and agitate your conditioning. You've got to unattach yourself from the toxic society and the toxic beliefs that you have taken on board. Think about, I'm sure you, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that you have, but maybe some of you have been in a toxic relationship. And the thing is, I was in a toxic, I was in many toxic relationships in my 30s. And at times, especially with the codependent one, I truly believed that it was meant for me. We were soulmates and it was so toxic. It, it literally triggered me every single day. I had panic attacks. I was upset. I had high anxiety. But there was a part of me that believed this was for me. And slowly over a period of time, and especially like 14 years on, as I look back, I'm like, gosh, that was so toxic. It was not for me. I did not have to go through that. And this is the same way. This is like changing your perception on how you're looking at life and what you've been spoon fed and what you're continuously allowing yourself to be spoon fed. You've got to question everything. Again, another mantra that I live by, question fucking everything, question everything that I'm saying too. You know, I'm not sitting here saying it's dogma. I'm saying this is my experience of how I have come back home to myself because I spent the majority of my life hating who I was. And when I hit the age of 40, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I cannot do this. I'm going to ruin the rest of my life. So like I said, at midlife, you have got this passage of time. So if I come back to menopause, it really is a rite of passage that is asking you to drop deeper into who you are, to really get to know yourself on a deep layer. Um, and then as what I'm finding, the more I traverse this journey, there are more flipping layers. There's always more layers. There's a there's more depth. And if I circle this back to relationships and dating and intimacy and sex, if you are a midlife woman who is craving deeper connection, deeper intimacy, a 
more profound sex life, then it all starts and ends with you. It all starts and ends with your relationship with yourself, how well you know yourself and your relationship to your body. So this slides me on to the third part of my methodology because there's agitating and disrupting your conditioning. There's the inevitable healing work that will continue to happen. And this, I want to say one more thing before I jump into the next part, is that if you do have core wounds, then you have to always take extra special care of yourself. You always have to take extra special care of yourself, especially if that core wounding is around how you first learn how to get your sense of love and belonging in your family unit. So I know as I go into the dating and relationship world that these core wounds have to be taken care of because it's very easy for me to slip back into old patternings of becoming very enmeshed. I get very attached to people if they give me attention that my inner child just loves that. And I have to remember I am the adult. In my world, we are high value queens at midlife. And it's our job to step into that identity to shift anything that's keeping us from being in this real embodiment of a high value queen who knows who she is, knows what she wants. And this is the third step of my methodology has the courage and boldness to go out there and make it happen. And also she has the intelligence and the wisdom that she knows it's not all going to come to her straight away. That notion of if I so if I come back to that linear process, if I do A and B, then this is going to happen. And then you lead with these expectations. And when you don't meet your expectations, you feel again, you cycle back to, oh, there's something wrong with me. I'm not enough. See, it doesn't work for me. Yet, here's, here's what the reality is is that you're going to make a mess of life. You're going to fuck up. And your job, I fuck up. I make a mess of life. And that is part and parcel of life. Life is messy. And yet you and I need to learn how to manage ourselves as we step forward into this identity of high value queen and start to create a life that lights us up. And it is going to get messy at times. And from those messes, from those mistakes, it is your job, it is my job to step back. Um, I always remember Clarissa Pinkola Estes says we need women need to be able to come back into their worlds, give themselves space, lick their wounds, reflect, contemplate. I, I'm going to go off at a slight tangent. I remember again, when I was in psychotherapy school, the tutor says we spend time reflecting every single week. And I was like, what the fuck? Who wants to reflect? Let's just get on. Let's just keep going. Push, push, push. And that mentality got me to three breakdowns. It got me spiraling around doing the same thing. And if you want to break the patterns and establish new patterns where you feel sexy, radiant, alive every single motherfucking day, you've got to take a step back. You've got to reflect over, well, what worked for me there? What didn't work for me? And what can what lessons can I take forward as I step back out again? I don't tend to look at life as like this full pace 
go, go, go all the time. It's like I take four or five steps forward, maybe six steps. And then after the sixth step, I have to come back into my world, recalibrate my energy stores, because that's, again, what's happening at midlife menopause is our energy is shifting because all your jigsaw pieces are up in the air. They will all come back down. They will all come back down, these jigsaw pieces. And this is the way that I look at it. I want these jigsaw pieces to land on really fucking solid, safe, secure foundations. I don't want them to land on the foundations that I came into midlife with. Fuck that. I want, whilst everything is all up in the air as I'm moving through perimenopause and coming out to the other side of menopause, I want to be doing the work to set myself up to create. And this is... This is the fucking basis that you need if you want to feel sexy, radiant, and confident. You want the base level inside you. You want to feel like you are home. You want to feel secure within yourself. You want to feel safe. You want to feel safe. And one of the things that I see women feeling and then doing in the world is they do not feel safe. They don't feel safe within themselves. Life is inherently unsafe. Life is inherently, we don't know what's coming around the corner at all. Like I said, life is messy. Life is chaotic. Life doesn't even know what's going to happen. So it's this understanding that, especially if you're a woman who has drunk the Kool-Aid, and no shade because I've been there, and has spent her life over committing and driving into external drivers of success or external markers of success. More money, a bigger business, the great relationship, the amazing house, the fabulous clothes, the excellent handbags. And the thing is, all of that, and then people pleasing, being the good girl, making sure everyone else is all right at the expense of your own joy, pleasure, and happiness. You've got to be prepared to challenge and look at the way that you are over committing yourself with your time and your energy. You do not have a limitless supply of time and energy and your job is to keep plugging back in. This is why I say you come back to you've got to be able to get out of life, lick your wounds, contemplate, reflect, learn, like understand, why do I keep doing this? How do I change my patterning? What can I do different this time? That is the only way that you're going to shift and change. I just want to check my notes, uh, making sure that I'm covering everything because I kind of I love this work so much. I can go off at lots of different tangents. So if I come back to it and actually I said it a minute ago, the jigsaw pieces are all up in the air through menopause and midlife. And whilst they're all up in the air, your body is shifting and changing, your job, you're being called to do the inner work. You're being asked to think about this. Whatever age you are right now, you've come into this age with a set of foundational pieces and they will be your belief systems, then they will be your patterns, your habits, your behaviors, your choices, your actions. 
And your job is to look in there or work with someone. It could be me. It could be somebody else that can see because this is the other thing is because we're so immersed in our world, we don't see ourselves very well because we're so in it. And yet one of your jobs as you move through life, especially as you get older, is to learn to become the observer of you. If you read any books on the philosophy of yoga, um, they will always talk about become the observer of you, become the observer of your mind, um, become unattached. And it really is a skill that is worth cultivating it's worth cultivating and no it's not going to happen overnight yet it will happen when you commit to consistently showing up for yourself so you want to remove the foundational pieces that keep you repeating the same patternings over and over again and then you want to replace where you've taken out these foundational pieces, you want to replace them with new, improved, upgraded pieces of foundation that are going to serve you, where you can stand upon as the queen and reign your queendom. And for me, in my world, there are seven foundational pieces. I call them seven soul lessons. Um, and today I want to expand on three of those with you. And the first one is compassion or kindness. And you will hear me in all my episodes, I repeat similar themes, but in different ways. And if you want to come back home to yourself, if you want to feel sexy, radiant and alive, then you have to build this safety and security and stability within yourself. How do you do that? You start to become kinder to yourself. You start to offer yourself compassion. One thing that I see women notoriously great at is offering compassion and kindness for everyone else, but not themselves. So again, it's not that you're no good at it. That's a shitty story to tell yourself. It's that you're not well versed in it. You haven't cultivated the skill. There's a book called Atomic habits and that tells you it's all about the little things that you do over and over again and again kindness starts with you being aware of how hard you are on yourself and you've got to question that you've got to question that is this serving me does this make me feel like i'm thriving i'm growing in life or does it feel like it drains me we both know it drains the fuck out of you so your first step because i always look at the step before the step before the step before the step so you've always got to get really curious one you've got to start becoming aware of how you talk to yourself on the daily you are with yourself every single fucking day you cannot get away from yourself trust me as a past addict alcoholic i spent seven years trying to run away from myself in fact i spent more than seven years trying to run away from myself you can't get away from yourself you are there wherever you go in life and your job is to become your ultimate bff to have your mother fucking back to talk to yourself like you are this high value queen if you do not talk to yourself with respect and reverence i love that word reverence oh i'm just taking a moment 
you've got to learn to talk to yourself with reverence, to bow down in glory in front of yourself. Yes, you've made mistakes. Yes, you are probably still making mistakes. Yes, I've made mistakes. Yes, I'm still making mistakes. Yet, I am always here. I will not abandon myself. How can you or I feel sexy, radiant and wildly alive if we're always abandoning ourselves? You can't. You cannot. Your job is to learn to stay with yourself even and especially when those parts of you that you do not like come up, bubble up, and they're like, ha, 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 you don't like us. We're going to torment you. And you go, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. I hear you. I hear you and I'm staying here. That's the skill that you want to cultivate. Compassion is a learned behavior. Stop saying that you're no good at it. Start saying, I'm learning to be kinder to myself every single day. Change the fucking narrative how you talk to yourself from today onwards. If you want something different, you've got to do things differently. The second soul lesson that I'm going to dive into a little bit today is rhythm. And it's all about you finding, getting curious about the rhythm that works for you. The rhythm that works for you is probably not going to work for me. I will talk to you about my rhythm in a minute. But rhythm is very unique to you. It's very unique to you. And the thing is, again, if you are still drinking the Kool-Aid, if you're still swept up in Western society about being busy, do, 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 check things off your list, do more, have more. <laughs> you're going to be completely disconnected from your rhythm. Your job is one, it's the same process, become aware of what you're swept up in. Last week's episode, I talked about moving through life intentionally. This is about you intentionally showing up for yourself, getting curious about what works for you. So over the years, I've always tracked, always kept little logs on myself, like, how the when I sleep, how I move through the through life, when I've got my energy. So I know I'm an early I go to bed early. For many years, I did not go to bed early and I was ragged. I was hooked up on cortisol and adrenaline. I was not a good person to be around. Nowadays, I go to bed early. I don't wake up super early. This is again another reason why you should stop listening to all those the five things you should do in the morning, the five things you should do in the evening. Your job is to tune into you and ask yourself, well, what serves me in the evening? What serves me in the morning? So for me, I like to go to bed pretty early, about 9pm and read my book. I know if I scroll on TikTok or I watch a movie, my brain is addled and it disrupts my sleep. I know for me, I need a good eight to 10 hours sleep every single night. Some people, people still go, oh my God, you need so much sleep. I'm like, yeah, I do. This is me. This is my life. I know what's good for me. I want to remind you that you know what's good for you, yet if you're drinking the Kool-Aid, which most women are, you have been taught to come away from your instinctive nature. You are powerful, you are capable, you have all the answers inside you. One of my jobs is to help you come back to those answers. 
The other thing as well is that I know I need to move every single day. I have a lot of energy that if I do not process it, if I don't go for a bike ride, if I'm not outside, it turns into anger and irritability and then I project that out onto everyone and again I'm not a nice person to be around when I'm like that so I know I have to keep my energy moving through me I love talking I love expressing myself this way sometimes I feel like I want to isolate myself away and shut down I know that's no good for me because everything stays inside me and I have to be able to get it out and move it out into the ethers some other things that really Really serve me. I like going to the gym. I mean, it's been, I took so long to get myself back into the mode of exercising. And I had to disrupt a lot of my conditioning around my body, around exercise, around movement, because I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I was in the fitness arena um, for over 30 years. Um, and I had to come out of it completely and then redefine what it meant for me on how to look after my body in midlife and beyond so rhythm is all about you finding your own rhythm and i cannot carry on without mentioning this it's all about reconnecting back to your body it's all about reconnecting back to your body and again it's this awareness that most women you will probably live in your head you will be stuck up in your stories this is why you second guess yourself you um you feel overwhelmed, you feel anxious because you're up here. Your job is to slowly learn the ways to drop back into your body. What are some easy ways to do that? Dance, walk, meditate if that works for you. Self-pleasure, really be there in that moment when you're self-pleasuring. Touch your body really slowly. Anything that starts you saying, hey, how are you? And, and if you're on podcast, because you can't see this because I'm also on YouTube, um, I'm just very slowly trailing my fingers up my arm. And it's just like going, hey, how are you, buddy? Mirror work. I do a lot of mirror work. And especially this year inside my uh, Midlife Collective, my online membership, they've had mirror work every single month where they stare gently, kindly stare into their eyes in the mirror and they're just saying hello. And nearly every single woman has said, it's hard. I'm so disconnected from myself. Yet it will be hard. If you're so disconnected to yourself, be prepared for the uprising, the uprooting of the shit that gets in your way. And that's the, the only way out is through, is to by doing things differently. So in this rhythm piece, it's you connecting back to your body. And remember what I said earlier, it's about you knowing how to manage whatever comes up, because it's not all going to be butterflies and unicorns and rainbows. It's you're going to have some gnarly fucking shit come up and you need to be surrounded by people. Uh, well, you need to be with professionals that can handle that. But you also need to be around women that are doing the same thing. There's nothing worse than you trying to connect back to your body your wisdom and then your friend going why are you doing that that's a bit stupid and it's not stupid your body is where your wisdom lies your job especially at midlife especially doing perimenopause intermenopause 
beyond into your crone wise woman years is to create this beautiful relationship with your body it's like your body i wrote this down actually it's like your body is a glorious summer garden in england my friend has this gorgeous garden and she spends all winter oh my god this is such a good analogy she spends all winter and spring pruning taking care she's laying the foundations for the summer she's always out there she's tweaking things she's talking to her plants she's talking to her trees she's reading up on how to take care of a garden then in the summer it's glorious out there the trees are just spectacular the flowers are, are luscious the smells they're so evocative and I want you to think about your body as this glorious summer garden. Yet, remember, you are also with this glorious summer garden in the autumn, in the winter, in the spring. You don't get to fucking just arrive in a summer garden without all the work that goes on in the seasons before. I like that analogy. <laughs> And then, so rhythm, so I'm going to complete with rhythm and move on to lightness and then slowly bring this session to a close. The last soul lesson that I want to touch on is lightness, is humor. Again, I see this again and again with my clients. They take themselves too fucking seriously. They're taking themselves too seriously. They're taking life too seriously. Life's a game. You've got to learn how to play it. Otherwise, you're going to get played over and over again. Your job is to move through the world with lightness, with humor. Um, I can't remember if I said this in the last episode, and it's well worth saying it again. Your mouth is connected to your ass, so it's all sphincters, and also your vagina. Everything is connected. So what tends to happen, and I see this a lot when I'm working one-to-one -one with clients, is as they get serious uh, or they come into session serious, I can tell because their face is hard, their expression is hard, their face is pinched. I know that if their face is hard and it's kind of pinched, then everything between their legs is going to be held fucking tight too. Your body needs a flow. Your body needs space. So the easiest thing for you to ever remember is when you feel yourself taking yourself too seriously, your lips are going to change, your asshole's going to change, your vagina's going to tighten up. And the easiest thing for you to do is to take a deep breath in, do it now with me, and flutter your lips on the exhale. We'll do that twice more. Let's do it twice more. So inhale. We'll do it one more. Inhale, and if the body wants to move on this last one, let her move. So I'm always, where I live in Turkey, There's a, I go up the road and there's a little girl up the road and she and I get on really well. And I'm always playing like little games with the girl and making funny noises. This is what you need to do. You need to embrace and evoke your inner child to play, to flirt. I'm not meaning that sort of sexually, again, sexually. Um, it's, again, let me, I'm going to finish on the male gaze as well as we end this session. It's like 
you want to be able to be playful and flirty with life. When you're playful and flirty, you can take on everything so much easier than if you're serious and up your own ass. So let me complete this with the unpacking of the word sexy. And then I'm going to leave you with a couple of little play assignments for you to ponder over. Sexy has been heavily influenced through the male gaze. A lot of women who are sexy, I'm doing air quotes right now, are highly influenced by the male gaze. The male gaze is very body centric. It objectifies a woman's body. Um, it pans in, it makes the breasts sexual, it makes the whole body sexual, and it makes a woman into an object. Your job is to, one, get really curious about the male gaze, go and Google, do some research on it, and then start to redefine your version of sexy. A lot of women, when they do my courses, the love affair, for example, they go, I've never thought of myself as sexy, I'm not sexy, and my response back is, Go and define your version of sexy. What does sexy mean for you? Sexy for me means I get to enjoy my body my way. I get to dress up for me and for me only. I move my body how I want to move it. If I want to show off more of my body, I do so for me. It is not for the male gaze, although I cannot stop men thinking that it's for them, yet that's their stuff. I know how I show up with my body is I've moved into my body. After many years of being at war with my body, I reside in my body. I own my body. If I come back to the high value queen, a high value queen looks down at what she has and she may not like everything that she has, but she says, damn, this is what I've got and I'm going to fucking flaunt the fuck out of it. It is your job as a midlife woman to redefine and reclaim your sexy. It is your job as a midlife woman to shatter anything around you cannot get older. Men are allowed to age, women are not. Do things differently. Show the fucking world that you are a midlife woman who is not afraid to get older. Your job is to agitate, disrupt your conditioning so you can come back home and heal the wounding that you have picked up over your life so you become more whole. So you create safety within yourself. So you create stability within yourself. So you do not abandon yourself. Your job is to find your own rhythm, to slowly find the ways to reconnect back into your body over and over again. Your job is to make a fucking mess clean your mess up, lick your wounds, learn from your lessons and carry the fuck on. Your job is to not take any of this too fucking seriously, is to laugh more, is to find things that light you up, to start a pleasure inventory and do way more of what lights you up and start to bring down all those things where you're over committing your time and energy, where it drains the fuck out of you. This this 
is the secrets to unlocking how to be sexy, radiant, and wildly alive in your 50s and beyond. This is what it's all about. It's about you transforming yourself from the inside out as you transform yourself in the outside will change. No, it's not going to happen in a week or a month, but I guarantee you, if you walk this path, if you commit to the relationship that you have with yourself, it will over three, six, nine, twelve, and it's a it's a can't say that word. It's it's a compound effect. It keeps getting bigger. The effects just keep transforming your life. And here's the fucking kicker. You transform your relationship with yourself. You're going to transform your relationships with everybody around you. You're going to transform how you show up in dating, how you show up in your relationships with your family, work, your lovers. Everything starts and ends with you. I'm going to leave you with three things. Question your beliefs. Question your beliefs over and over again. Do not stop questioning them question your fucking beliefs get curious around where they came from number two lighten up <laughs> lighten up go and have some more fun today and every single fucking day from today on lighten the fuck up notice when you're holding tension in your jaw your mouth flutter your lips move your body do some funny shapes evoke your inner child go and play and three I love this one. Super simple. Think about your body as the most exquisite gown ever. I don't know who you like your gowns to be made by, um, but you have this most exquisite gown and your bone structure is the hanger. Your bone structure is the hanger from which this exquisite gown your body hangs from. I want you to walk through life like that. I want you to walk through life as your bones are the hanger. And it's like this most luxurious hanger ever because this gown is the most, your body, exquisite piece of art ever. Walk through the life, walk through your life like that. Hold your body like that. Hold your body with dignity, with grace, with reverence, with fucking respect. Give yourself the respect that you crave from everybody else and keep doing it and watch the world bow down in your favour. If you love what I'm sharing, then come over to www.ms starmonroe.com that's two s's in that m-s-s-t-a-r-m-o-n-r-o-e come and check out i've got a couple of courses i've got a mini course called dating detox which is going to help you get ready to date and if you really are curious about you cultivating this deeper relationship with yourself have a look at my other course called the love affair we start again in the summer I would love to see you on one of these courses. And of course, come over to Instagram. I'm Ms. Star Monroe over on Instagram. I'm always on my stories every single day. Until next time. Bye-bye.